0: Let's
1: Stop it, sweetie I'm getting near Let
2: me hear Absolutely we always take something away from every meeting we have
1: all right, it's that time. It's time for politics. Sarah Martin is away this morning, and Phil Ferguson is running late. No mm. doubt he'll be running. Naughty Dr Phil. <laughs> Naughty Dr Phil, indeed. <laughs> uh, but Yes, I'm joined by John. More Morena to John. Marina, Morena, good to uh, be here again. Yes, welcome to the show. Uh, right, let's get straight into it, shall we? We're going to talk about the uh, New Zealand government and, mm. uh, and Nauru, um, of course, the Prime Minister and a bunch of her lackeys uh, flew over in two flights to the Pacific Island of uh, Nauru for the Pacific Island Forum uh, this week, uh, which put another spotlight on the ongoing issue of the refugees being held on the island uh, at the behest of the Australian government. It's um, interesting because, you know, I didn't really see or read anything about the forum Mm. Uh, everything was focused on either uh, Jacinda Ardern's flights which we're not going to talk about uh, because why would we um, and the ongoing refugee crisis uh, on that island um, and looks like New Zealand's um the pill uh, but anyway um, why why are the refugees
0: there in the first place Good question. And I think it's good that uh, we're focusing on that question of refugees on Nauru rather than the Pacific Island Forum as such. Um, yeah, so basically uh, the Australian government as a way of um, um, trying to stop refugees coming into Australia and uh, also as a way of, stop, of trying to avoid having to abide by UN rules on refugees, um, basically uh, um, uh, stop ships that look like they're coming... Uh, um, smuggling people into Australia uh, and has an agreement with both the uh, Papua New Guinea government and the Nauru government to hold refugees uh, on both of those countries. Hmm. So, um, uh, Nauru is a very small island. It's Uh, a member of the UN, though. It is a member of the UN. I think it's a member of the Commonwealth as well. Um, it's, uh, It's yeah, it did have a, a rich past, phosphate, uh, phosphate, uh, and they had some uh, nice savings, which were over a number of years wasted and lost on various bad investments. So now Nauru, some people would claim that it's effectively a colony or client s- uh, state of Australia.
1: They use the Australian dollar. Yep. Um, they have. They use the Australian Supreme Court. They oh. have historic ties to Australia. Um, oh. I guess after World War Two. Just like Samoa was, Western Samoa was um, then put under New Zealand rule, I think Nauru was the same.
0: Yeah, so it's formally independent now, but it's heavily reliant on Australia. It has a dictatorial uh, government. It does have a formal opposition, but that opposition is often thrown into prison. And it has this basic deal with Australia where it it holds all these refugees. But Nauru, especially its president, are incredibly sensitive about this issue. There's been uh, lots of whistleblowers who have leaked information about Mm. the conditions on those islands. There's been um, uh, refugees who have committed suicide, there's been reports that young children uh, often researching ways to kill themselves, there's been people setting themselves on fire, there's been uh, rapes and, and abuses generally of uh, refugees. and the Nauru government, the Australian government, and it seems like perhaps our own government really didn't want that uh, issue focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, despite, is- despite Jacinda Ardern uh, saying that she would meet with refugees, uh, that she was very open to negotiating with the Australian government to to bring some of those refugees, especially children and their families, over to New Zealand. Yeah. Um, uh, in the end, she didn't meet with the refugees. Uh, she got serenaded by the dictatorial president and uh, she seemed pretty pleased with herself uh, in regards to uh, being welcomed in such a way by the president and his lackeys Um, and um, at the end of the day she seems like she's caved in and this must be yeah highly embarrassing for progressive supporters of this Labour government Mm -hmm. and Jacinda Ardern that she seems to have uh, gone all Trump on the refugees.
1: Well it's surprising that they allowed um, Mo to held it in the first place because it's gonna put a spotlight on the situation and Mm. the Australian government had to have known that new zealand government had to have known that so for having it there and it just shows goes to show how desperate nauru is for the money i mean they've got a they've got to check it past of course the frost rate and the british um went in there as well as new zealand and australia but we were both dominions of britain at the time Mm. because this is the early 1900s went in there totally raped the land um, there's still phosphate there, but it's too hard to get to. Um, then after that, they, you know, for a while they were a tax haven, mm. uh, and then they had close ties of Taiwan and they were getting Taiwanese money, uh, then China put pressure on them, and so they closed diplomatic ties of Taiwan and opened them up with China. And then yes. the reverse happened again, <laughs> but I think China still has a diplomatic post there, uh, but they, they have uh, official ties of Taiwan. Uh, and, and now of course this Australian thing, because they've got nothing else. Mm. Um, they're in the far, They're in really tropical waters. That means, for the most part, fishing. Um, you know, is, is not that great. So mm. they don't think they have a, a massive commercial catch. So what else have they got? It's a tiny island. It's stripped bare because it was phosphate. So mm. I don't think much grows there. Um, so this is all they've got. Plus, they are the official fattest nation in the world. <laughs> Uh, where 97% of all the population are overweight or obese Mm. which means massive massive medical bills Um, they've got the highest rate of diabetes in the world Mm. which means massive massive medical bills Mm. so they need cash.
0: However there is an elite in Nauru uh, that uh, disproportionately benefits from its relationship with Australia and from its uh, from its past uh, prosperous position. Um, and it, it's that elite, really, that has, has uh, lost the savings of, of this nation. This should be one of the richest countries in the world per capita. I think it was the yeah, richest at one yes, stage. And, and, and due to a number of dodgy and bad investments and just a, a lack of uh, transparency. And we're seeing that now this, this government in Nauru um, uh, doesn't want uh, any opposition, uh, either coming from uh, Western media, New Zealand media, or in internally, where it has um, 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 imprisoned and, and banned its own opposition at times, so for uh, I think for Jacinda Ardern and other leaders to go in there uh, and, and not to put the focus on the, the human rights crisis that, one, is going on with the refugees and two, uh, with the nation of Nauru itself, uh, in, in terms of being uh, effectively a dictatorship um, supported by Australia, and um, if not completely enabled by Australia to be the type of um, authoritarian regime it is, I think is is shocking. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it it makes you question the the sort of platitudes that come out from politicians, such as Jacinda Ardern, but all politicians talking about concerns about human rights, about uh, human dignity, um, about poverty, about the plight of children, and then uh, Jacinda Ardern um, refuses to meet any refugees after promising to do so, and makes it, makes a claim that um, um, that the refugees are actually well integrated into Nauru society. Now yeah. she hasn't met one refugee, she hasn't no. spoken to any refugee. The refugees there um, um, claim they're treated appallingly, um, and she's just going off what uh, this authority and government um, is telling her.
1: Now, you've had New Zealand citizens that are psychiatric doctors
0: uh, who have been there in
1: that camp and worked in that camp and then come home and said, look, Mm. this is what is actually happening. Mm. And speaking the truth, there's nothing for them to gain by talking about the attempted with suicide by children or the you know the suicide by children, mm. the rapes the you know all that stuff no. that 's going on, so um, you know you 've got to, uh, i can 't imagine them not telling the truth, so what has the New Zealand government got to
0: you know what are they what are they going to get out of towing the Australian line? Well, I guess our uh, relations between Australia and New Zealand aren't the best at the moment, and the New Zealand government is negotiating or trying to negotiate with Australia on a number of, of points, especially the status of New Zealand citizens who are residents in Australia. Um, so perhaps the government just doesn't want to piss off the Australian government too much. There's also the wider issue of, as you alluded to before, um, China's um, uh, projection of power into the Pacific. There's effectively um, yeah, the two blocks, the American bloc, with Australia and New Zealand behind America in the the China bloc, that are both trying to uh, influence and gain um, um, influence in the Pacific Islands. And, um, yeah, maybe there's a few piss off countries like Nauru too much and other smaller Pacific countries, they might um, choose to become closer and closer to China. So what? (laughs) Yeah, so what? But I guess this is uh, uh, where um, real nasty politics trumps morality and ethics and yeah I think um, uh, certainly the Australian government and our New Zealand government should be called out that they are, are acting immorally in regards to these refugees and they know they are, they yeah. know they are yeah.
1: yeah yeah I mean for her to have like I mean Jacinda Ardern I like her but for her to have a newborn baby but to allow those hundred, ki- 100 kids in that camp to live like mm. that and then turn around Uh, and basically spout a bunch of bullshit Mm. like
0: Is morally bankrupt, Mm -hmm. morally corrupt. I mean, it's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, either there's there's two scenarios. Either she generally believed what she was told by the president (sighs) of Nauru and his (laughs) officials uh, and and she was swayed by them. I don't believe that's true. She's clearly a very highly intelligent um, politician with lots of experience. Uh, I think she can smell bullshit uh, pretty quickly. Um, And I think she's just. Act decided that uh, yeah, politics trumps ethics in this case.
1: Sad, sad. Uh, just quickly, Barbara Drever, the one news correspondent who was in Nauru, she got detained by very pl- friendly s- police staff. Apparently, that's hmm. what she said. She was detained, uh, but she, you know, she did breach. Her visa restrictions. They were said said that you're here to cover the forum. You're not to meet with any mm. um, any refugees. Uh, and she got caught once, and then got caught twice, uh, and then was put in.
0: And um, I would say, good on her. That's her job as a journalist, yeah, to, right. to expose to uh, sunlight what is actually going on. But in we Harry. shouldn't be shocked
1: by the fact that she was detained for a while.
0: No, no, we shouldn't be shocked and that, that's the nature of authoritarian regimes. If, if you, uh, you know, for example in Myanmar at the moment, uh, Reuters journalists have been arrested for um, discussing so sure the she. Rohingya issue, which the UN has uh, labelled uh, genocidal. Um, and it's the job of journalists to go into. Um, um, authoritarian countries, or to uh, expose corruption in their own countries, um, and in good honour, if we're doing that, um, and I just think it's appalling that um, um, New Zealand government officials and uh, the government and the opposition haven't made this more of an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Right, let's move on to the second topic because we've got a couple. But quickly, clear current. Yes. Uh,
1: mistake after mistake after mistake. What is she up to? Is Claire Current on a power trip? Does she is she one of those people that thinks I'm in this position, the power? I can pretty much
0: do whatever I want now.
1: Ah, oh, you know they're not really going to find out.
0: Oh, I think she. Uh, <laughs> She had, she had got herself in a very nice position, being in Cabinet. It was the peak of her career um, a, a, as a politician. Um, uh, she, she held the uh, Ministry of Broadcasting. Uh, she, she, she had this agenda, which the Government's overall agenda, to, to alter the nature of public broadcasting, uh, maybe setting up a public broadcasting TV channel. I think Claire Curran was very passionate about these issues, but I think she certainly let her arrogance uh, and, and perhaps her naivety get in the way of uh, how she should operate as a as a Minister of the Crown mm-hmm. and, and she's paid for that. Um, I mean the ironic thing is that she was Minister of Open Government and she seems to be one of the more uh, shifty and underhand MPs. I wouldn't say she's um, corrupt in the sense that she's uh, gained materially from her sort of uh, secret meetings and um, underhand dealings, such as using a private email <laughs> rather than her ministerial um, email, but I think there's corruption in the sense that uh, she, it seems like she's deliberately been trying to um, uh, negotiate with certain people, meet certain people, uh, push her agenda in a way that's not transparent, uh, that's not exposed to the media, and it seems perhaps even the Prime Minister and other of her Cabinet colleagues aren't exactly sure what she's been up to either. Yeah,
1: I think you're right in saying her agenda, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, Welcome, Phil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How you doing, my friend? Okay. You look like you two could be Father and Son right <laughs> now. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, now I don't know about you Phil but um, I watch the news and um, I also watch shows like Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, and The Office and Extras and those shows sometimes I have to watch through closed fingers because um, they're so cringy uh, it's so hard to watch and Claire Curran in Parliament the other day was extremely hard to watch Um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you ever met uh, Paul Hunt ex- President of the OUSA, but yeah, he said i a lot. She <laughs> blew him out of the water, but yeah, yeah. What do you think of that
0: performance, Phil?
2: Um, yeah, so she's. Uh, <laughs> I'm starting to do it myself. Um, <laughs> I think she has this kind of culture of entitlement mm, that mm. is not unknown. Let's put it like that: not unknown in the Labor Party. There is this kind of yuppie layer. Although they're not really so yet necessarily so young anymore, in labour that really do believe that they are you know born to rule or born to be in government, and that they can normal rules don't apply to them. And I think she's she's one of the people that epitomises that. And in this case, well, in two cases in relation to her, um, she's got herself in trouble as a result. And I think it 's going to be a bit difficult for her to f- to to find her way back. I think she 's probably the kind of person that um, <clears throat> Justin and Grant Robertson want to be in cabinet but if she 's going to be, if she 's going to keep doing this, yeah, then I think uh they are going to um have to not let her return.
1: Yeah, but surely, like, I mean, uh, you have got to have a three-strike rule, right? I mean, I, I, <laughs> I would assume she's gone by lunchtime. I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for a.
0: Um uh, I'm waiting for a by-election. Well, the difficulty for way. Labour is that their the, the caucus isn't that big, because so I remember that National Party actually has more MPs than <laughs> yeah. Labour, oh, but uh, so in terms of who they can choose from to be in the Cabinet, the they, they've got sense. far less options, and also the number of women they've got to um, uh, choose from is a real problem for that gender balance in, yeah. a, in Cabinet, mm-hmm. and that's one reason why it was argued that um, um, uh, Jacinda Ardern didn't just sack mm. uh, um, yeah. Clear
2: Current outright. Yeah, because you got Chris
1: Farfoy there, and he'd be mm. brilliant. But, yeah, but if you want to keep the gender balance, which you should.
0: Mm.
2: Also, if you look at the way the party vote goes these days in the um, two Dunedin electorates, like it's not the Dunedin's not quite the Labour, the old Labour city that it used to be. No, but she did I turn
0: think, that around. Yeah. I mean, they got both think, the party vote and the electoral votes in the last election.
2: Yeah, what? but not the party vote. They didn't get by a particularly large large amount. Um, and it would depend on whether she decided to run again or not. Like if she, if, if they dumped her. And she ran as an independent. I think it could be quite tricky for Labor. Well, it would,
1: it would take some votes. It would oh. take some votes away. But I don't think she'd win as an independent. But no, she wouldn't. No. win.
0: No. she'd take
2: so, some votes away. we
0: might see the same scenario when um, she uh, rolled David Bedsen Pope. Yeah. Uh, when he wanted, uh, yeah. when he got himself in a hey, quite a bit of trouble in Parliament. Balls, mate. tennis balls uh, in your mouth. himself MP, and then mm. Labor made sure that uh, they rallied the troops to make sure that he was booted out. Yeah. And Claire Curran uh, replaced him as a representative. Uh, for Labor, and I think uh, the same scenario might play out again. That Labor decides, "No, we're going to we're going to roll her yeah. uh, and, yeah. and put someone in place that uh, can be more easily controlled."
1: I repeat it again, yeah. it was my cousin in the shower at the school camp.
2: <laughs> well, I'm sure your cousin's pleased that you've.
1: Oh, she does. No one knows
2: her you know, and she was, you know, it was on the news. Oh, uh, Okay, did they say it was, this? Uh, this is Jamie Green's cousin. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what they said. Yeah.
1: Uh, all right, let's uh, move on from Claire. I'm sure we'll hear more from her in, in, in the
2: future. Um, she looks almost fine compared to the next person. We're gonna oh talk about. my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that man can talk, and I uh, don't hear many ums from him or
1: us. Uh, the White House is gone crazy. In it's so crazy right now it's been crazy for a while but the chaos in Trump land uh, there's a new tell book uh, by F- uh, Watergate journalist Bob uh, Woodward who's uh, an incredible journalist uh, you've got the editorial in New York Times by Mike Pierce I mean um, an unnamed source <laughs> um, and, you know they're telling stories of uh, you know the Oval Office and chaos you've got um, you've got staffers taking forms off of Trump's table so he doesn't sign away free trade deals and other things. You've got uh, generals and other people trying to stop him from assassinating presidents, um, <laughs> um, president of Syria. Um, you, you, you've got people trying to mitigate, mitigate the damage of a
0: rogue, childlike president. Holy uh, Holy shit. I guess the problem for me though is what to believe from day one when President Trump got elected president and and, and took up office in the White House we've we've heard that that what's going on internally is complete chaos, there's rebellion throughout the Republican Party Uh, every day these accusations say that he's um, he's an agent of the Russians or that he's uh, incompetent he's a liar, he's corrupt um, but the presidency just seems to roll on Um, we, we were told that last week was the most chaotic the most damaging for him up to now, but again, the, his presidency just seems to roll on and he seems to be able to for whatever reason, uh, ride out these crises um, and I, I guess what it comes down to, it, it doesn't really matter how much he's liked or hated by his colleagues, by the, the Republican Party, by the Congress if he's able to um, maintain the levels of support that he got with, Led to him being voted as president, then he will be able to um, continue his presidency for another term. I mean, the media uh, before he became president was saying that, yeah, there's no way that this this idiot, uh, this demagogue, can be become president of the United States. Uh, um, Hillary um, Clinton has said that she just presumed she should <laughs> be voted in. That was amazing, um, and 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 so. I, I think the I think the media's um, right to point to the crises in the White House and um, with the Trump administration and the deep divides, but they've also need to actually step back and reflect and think: Well, how the hell does he still manage to stay in power and maintain reasonable levels of support? It's the Second Amendment. I tell
1: you, it's the Second Amendment. You've got enough nutters in the United States that will go right, tyranny. Tyranny in the White House, this is why I've got my guns in the first place. The reason why we're allowed them is if there is tyranny within the White House that people can rise up and can act. And I would not be surprised. I'm not gonna say like it's gonna be it wouldn't be civil war, no doubt about it. It wouldn't even be anywhere near that. But there will be enough nutters. Mm. Um and I'm sorry to call them nutters, but I think there will be enough out there that will try to do something. There will be enough militia groups, there'll be enough people on his side, they're a little bit gun crazy, a little bit trigger happy, and a little bit Trump that something will go down, and that is real fair.
2: I, I think Yeah, I I think he has got this obviously core base of support, um, and it's maybe 30% of of the population, or actually it's probably not 30%, it's probably less because... There's a whole section of people in the United States who don't vote and who aren't yeah. engaged in the political process and so on. So it may be 20 25%. Or just don't but, have IDs. Or who may. Mm. Maybe. I think if I was in the United States and I was confronted with the choice between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, I, I wouldn't have voted either. But um, yeah, so he's got this core base of support. There's the problem that the bulk of the establishment, the political and economic establishment in the United States probably don't support him. But in terms of how he stays president, well, what are they going to do? And it's quite difficult for them them, unless uh, unless they find something on which to impeach him, and maybe they will. I think it's quite possible that something could come out that they could oh. start impeachment proceedings. Although they it's would, a n- it's a very
0: difficult process. What about the twenty fifth?
2: Yeah, it's a very difficult process, and it also depends on the balance of forces in um, in the Congress as, as, yeah, as, as, that's right. as well. You're talking about the elections oh yeah no yeah. the
1: twenty fifth
0: amendment which
2: can just oh.
1: can, can you know can, yeah, so can that, count that, it, them out for be, for being uh, mentally unfit mm. yeah, but, but again I, it's a very difficult process yeah, to
0: to it, enact that amendment it, it, yeah. uh, even if the majority of congress is, is opposed to the president it doesn't mean that they can just use mm. i think it's section four of the twenty fifth amendment to to roll a president um and i think it, it it's I think the danger is, is that it, it, uh, if it's seen as though the political establishment in the so-called swamp is rallying against Trump, people on the Republican side, people on the Democrat side, people within the FBI, the CIA, etc., etc., are, are, are all uniting against Trump, then that has the danger of making him um, a, a he- heroic type figure. Uh, fighting against the tyranny. Of the fighting against so. the tyranny. Fight, fighting against the deep state, etc. And also, remember, there were a lot of people who voted for Trump. Millions and millions of people who voted for Trump who had voted for Obama previously. Uh, people who didn't have, who who weren't voting for him on the basis of of racist beliefs or nativist beliefs uh, white supremacy beliefs, but were, were voting for him because they, they were so pissed off with the system and they felt. Obama hadn't delivered. Um, and so there's the danger that those people will continue to rally behind Trump if they see if it appears as though the so called establishment is out to get Trump. Yeah. Well
1: we're gonna to have to leave it there, sorry guys will come up uh, to the end of time, but thank you both for coming in. Cheers. It's been a pleasure as always.